I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, December 23rd, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Peak Pals, we are one day away from Christmas Eve, and I couldn't be more excited. On that note, I did want to share that the Peak Daily will be taking a bit of a hiatus before the new year. Jay is down south for next week. Don't tell Trudeau. And I'm looking to get out of the city before any more of these COVID restrictions come into effect. But Peak Pals, I will say that we will miss you. And on that note, from both Jay and myself, I just want to thank all of you for all of your support. Since launching, the Peak Daily has been downloaded, can you believe this, nearly 90,000 times. And we could never have imagined the amount of support that we've gotten from all of you. It really does mean the world to us. and It's been a huge and very pleasant surprise. Lastly, we've got some really, really big things planned for 2022, specifically one really big announcement that we can't wait to share with you. So a bit of a teaser. And I'm just so excited to get back to you guys on on January 3rd. So Peak Pals, we hope all of you have a relaxing and importantly healthy holiday. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we will see you all at 6 a.m. on January 3rd, 2022. But before I go, here is what we have for you today. For our first story, activist action. For our second story, benefits are back. And for our third story, exotic exploit. For our first story, the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, rejected Apple's pleas to block three activist shareholder resolutions. Now, here's some background on shareholder meetings. So public companies hold shareholder meetings every year. At these meetings, shareholders can bring forward certain proposals to vote on. These proposals generally cover things like executive pay all the way to ESG policies. Now, in this case, Apple's shareholders filed three proposals, which cover the tech giant's use of non-disclosure agreements, investigating allegations that Apple used forced labor in its supply chain, and why Apple deletes some of its apps from China's App Store. Now, Apple tried to block the petitions because it said it's already put together data and reports on these concerns. But Apple's published answers haven't satisfied shareholders. And now, because of the SEC's ruling, Apple will have to provide detailed answers at their shareholder meeting in 2022. But this isn't just an Apple problem. Here's why you should care big picture about activist shareholder resolutions. Now, annual meetings are where investors can try to hold companies accountable for promises they make or issues they try to sweep under the rug. In the past, companies have tried to block potentially embarrassing issues from being raised by activist investors, but recent rule changes by the SEC has made it harder for companies to block these shareholder petitions on social and climate issues. So expect to see a lot more of this activity at other companies than just Apple. For our second story, the Fed's expanded benefits for workers and businesses after provinces reintroduced tougher restrictions to combat the Omicron variant of COVID-19. Peak Pals, you know what's going on with the Omicron. We talk about it all the time. So here's what the government is doing to support workers and businesses. Workers have lost wages as stores, schools, and restaurants either close temporarily or face reduced capacity limits. The Canadian Worker Lockdown Benefit, the CWLB, is supposed to provide $300 a week to people who can't work because of lockdowns. But in practice, nobody can actually claim the CWLB since no Canadian province is technically under what they would call a full lockdown. So now the feds changed the definition of lockdown to include reduced capacity orders, meaning that the CWLB applies to workers who have lost 50% or more of their income if their workplace has to operate at a reduced capacity. Businesses that have had to reduce their capacity to at least 50% and have lost 25% of their revenue, which is down from 40%, which was the original rule, will also be eligible for wage and rent subsidies. Some provinces are also expanding benefits themselves. Ontario announced the Ontario Business Cost Rebate Program to help businesses affected by 50% capacity limits that they imposed last week. 
The program will cover up to 50% of these eligible businesses' property taxes and energy costs from December 19th onwards. Now, here is the bigger picture behind the new benefits. Now, new restrictions could interrupt our economic recovery and put more people out of work. While the newly expanded CWLB will now reach more impacted workers, it's much less generous than the now-expired relief programs that were in place earlier on in the pandemic. For our last story, companies and governments are growing concerned over the Log4j security vulnerability. First of all, we got to talk about the name, the Log4j. It really doesn't roll off the tongue, but the Log4j is free and open source code developed by the not-for-profit organization Apache Software Foundation. It's part of the Java programming language, and it keeps track of an app or website's activities. For example, a website that runs on a server that uses Log4j will record each time the website shows a 404 error message. On November 24th, an Alibaba employee discovered a security flaw in the code and told the Apache Software Foundation about it. Just a few weeks later, a blog reported that flaw and hackers began to exploit the vulnerability while software providers and Apaches scramble to patch their code. Now, the flaw means that criminals, spies, and others could potentially gain entry into internal networks and access data or other sensitive information. This led the federal government to temporarily take down some of their own web pages until a fix was in place. And this is a pretty big deal because Java is so ubiquitous that this flaw affects companies, governments, and everyday people around the world, Google, Amazon, and Microsoft, all of which provide cloud services that power other websites. They all use Log4j. It's even used in software for some TVs and medical devices. Now, tech companies have been working around the clock to patch up the flaws in their own software. At Google, 500 plus engineers have been tasked to sift through code and fix any issues, but hackers are working just as fast to exploit the flaw. It sounds like it's going to be a terrible holiday for those engineers. So it's pretty obvious why you should care about the exploit. It sounds like your data might be at risk, but here's a quick tip to protect you against the exploit. So update your apps to the most recent version and be on the lookout for phishing messages so you make sure that you don't get trapped by these Log4j hackers. Once again, they could use a better name. PayPal, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review? And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. As always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode, but also sticking with us over this past year. We couldn't have done this without them. Thank you so much, Dale, for all of your work and your contributions to this podcast. We really appreciate it. I know all the Peak Pals do as well. And Peak Pals, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, have a great holiday. We'll see you in January.